0: Of our father hallelujah good morning church hallelujah hallelujah we thank God for everyone who has who God has used so far in this service god bless you thank you for to our worship team and our band for always leading us into god's presence and giving us that experience of heaven god bless you and take you from glory to glory happy father's day to all our men happy father's day we honor you on this day we celebrate God in your life, and we thank God for you. And before I go into the word, I just want to appreciate, you know, our fathers in the house, um, all fathers. We appreciate you, all um, husbands, our grandfathers. All the male ministry leaders in Agape House, we appreciate you, you know. It's so much joy to see how men are leading in this house and how they're serving. We have a lot of men who are leading ministry. And um, we, the women had a conference last week and we, we really needed our men to come on board to support us. And they were here with us because there was no woman in some of the ministries. And um, thank you. Thank you for all you do to all our male ministry leaders. Amen. To all our male ministers, our men ministers, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you do. Dickin Tunji, Minister Tunde, Dickin Damilola, Dickin Keep, Um, Dickin Ade, (laughs) I will miss it. Dickin Tunde, our bishop in the house. Where is our bishop? Um, Dickin Tayo, God bless you for all you do. We appreciate you. And our men in the leadership of the trustee, we thank you as well, Brother Femi, Brother Fola, and our, 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 our chairman, Deacon Robert. God bless you for your leadership, your time, all that you do to make the kingdom of God move forward. Thank you all for all you do. And to my dear husband, um, Pastor Gide Lawore, thank you for all you do, for being a wonderful father to our children and even to these to this church family, thank you for being a great father to agapia House of Worship. We love you. Amen. Amen. I also just want to, um, you know, I, just like our MC mentioned, you know, this day can be very emotional for some people. It can be, I mean, and I know recently when I missed a few people just lost their fathers. And I just want to encourage you and know that, you know, God is with you and the void that your father has left, you know, God Almighty, is able to fill that void. One of our sisters was like, oh, daddy is always the unifying force. I don't know what we're going to do, but just know that our Heavenly Father is able to fill any void. You know, if it's anything we, anything we lack, we, we can always go to him. So for those who have recently lost their father, or you've lost them over the years, but you just always have that Know feeling at this time of missing them of that, you know, that pain. Know that today God Almighty will fill that void in Jesus' name. And I also want to, um, you know, just recognize all um, new fathers in our midst. If you've been a father in the past one year. Since we had Father's Day, you've been a new father, either by adoption or by natural birth or whichever way. We celebrate all our new fathers. Can you give us a wave of hand If you're a new father, you should be proud. Can you rise up? New fathers in our midst. New fathers. Larry, can you rise up? God bless you. Yes. Shola, congratulations. Benga Daniel, we celebrate you. We celebrate you all. Congratulations. It's a joy. It's a great journey, and you should be proud of it. You should be proud of it. And I really just want to, you know, I was reading um, the book. I was reading the book of a man of God that is a very popular man in the early 80s, Derek Prince, very powerful in prayer. He writes a lot about spiritual warfare. So I was reading his bio, and it was just fascinating to know that this man, actually, he adopted nine children, him and his wife, I mean, he actually married a woman who already had nine children, adopted, and he married her, and together they raised nine wonderful children. And that that just, it just struck something in me that, um, you know, it's not a call for everyone, but God is calling us to shape children's life. And many times we may feel trapped that, oh, I don't have a child, but there are people out there that God wants you to raise and inspire. The man has gone to glory now. His wife has gone. But Derek Prince's ministry is still going forward. His adopted nine girls are still pushing this ministry forward with their grandchildren. So it's a beautiful thing for God's, you know, for God's children. And I just want to celebrate especially. Fathers who are here who, who have adopted children, it's a special calling. And God bless you for that. Because sometimes in our culture, we don't acknowledge things like that. But today, it's just been something impressed in my mind in, in, in the recent weeks. I w- want to appreciate you, especially for fathers who support their wives on that journey. God bless you. And, and if you are a man here, if you are a widower, you've lost your wife, you're raising your children alone. We, we, we recognize you. God bless you. God is your strength. God is your strength. Because we do have that. We do have men who alone are raising children. God bless you and God is your strength. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And for all the men who serve in our children's ministry, I also want to recognize them. Anyone in the church or are they in there? men who serve in the children's ministry? Brani stand up. God bless you. And today is his birthday. Happy birthday. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need more men in the children's ministry. All the new brand all the brand new fathers. We thank God for you. But you know, our children's ministry is growing. We actually are at a state that we need to break up our young class because you are adding to the population. We thank God. We are happy. But we to be honest, we need men in our children's ministry. I mean, we've been talking about it in the leadership. Very soon, we have to double up on some classes. We need more uh, people to come and serve. So uh, we need more men to join. But I need it's a beautiful thing to be a blessing. The children always love it when they see a guy in the classroom. It's a very beautiful thing. So please think about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We give you praise and glory. Thank you for this opportunity to just worship in your presence, to hear from you. Father, we've come. You are the God of all wisdom. We're asking that you will speak to us today, especially for our fathers, Lord. We are asking that you speak to them because they are so special to you. You have given them a great assignment, a great calling. And there's so many things, Lord, so many things trying, trying to overwhelm them, trying to discourage them, but today, Father, because we know you are good, because we know you are loving, we know Father you release grace and strength unto our father, fathers, even as we as we go into the world, Lord, speak to our fathers today, speak to everyone, Lord, speak to us, O oh God, let us experience your power, let us experience your love and let everyone. Leave this place blessed, renewed, and transformed for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The word I have to, to share with us today is a word of encouragement to our men. I, I feel that um, we, don't, um, we don't appreciate our men as much, and um, some of it is based on what we've experienced in our society based on the negativity that we see in our society and that has really affected men to just draw back and be in their shell. But this morning, God is saying to the men, you know, I placed you on earth. I placed you here for a purpose. You have a role to play in the lives of your children, in the lives of the next generation. You have a role to play The world needs your wisdom. Your children need your wisdom. The father's wisdom goes a long way, goes a long way. And God is saying this morning to to fathers, to men, to arise. Arise and let your voice be heard. Don't let the enemy silence your voice. I mean, the book of Proverbs is, is something that we've all read and we all go to. And that's a father speaking to his son. That's a father that was speaking, and many of it were written by King Solomon, addressing the son concerning various issues of life, how to deal with people, how to avoid conflict, how to manage. If you read the entire book of Proverbs, it talks about how to manage money. You know, fathers need to speak out. And God is saying this morning to fathers, I need your voice to be heard. You need to express your wisdom. You need to express your wisdom. The truth is, I mean, the society, like I said, has really damaged the image of fathers in a big way. But we thank God because that's not the story in this house. And I thank God for what God is doing in Agape House of Worship. You know, we look around and we see men who are taking their place. And God wants what we have here to go out into the world around us. So when men, when you leave this place, when you leave these four walls to continue to take that place of authority, that's what God wants to see. For many of us, we work in our places of work. We have businesses. We probably even employ people. God needs your wisdom to be shared with the people around you. You know, the natural tendency for men is to, um, to really more, I mean, men are not quick to talk many times. They take time to process things and, and um, they, they analyze a lot and they are not um, quick to, like, getting involved in people's issues, which is good in a way, but many times we, we, just, we just look on, we look on and we allow the enemy to, to take over, to take charge. That's what Adam did, and God is saying, "Man, it's time to be sensitive because I've placed you in different places of authority, of opportunity. Many of you are rising up the corporate ladder. It's not about the dollars; it's about the influence it wants you to have. Amen, amen. So God says, God is saying, it's time for men to arise and take your place of authority." It's time to arise and take your place of authority. There's a lot of wisdom I've given to you. There's a lot of wisdom I, the, the next generation needs to hear. There's a lot of wisdom your friends needs to hear from you. Your brothers, your family members needs to hear from you. Amen. Another thing about being a father is that children, both male and female, Get their sense of identity in father, in their father. You know what the father says about you, it, 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 it stays, whether good or bad. And it's no, it's no surprise that we have identity crises in our world today. Because the enemy has taken fathers away from that role of instilling identity in children from a young age. And that's why people grow up and they choose to change how God physically made them. There's so much distortion in the minds of people. And it's not an accident because simple things, some things that people think, oh, it's not a big deal, you know, father's not been present. We see the, the effect of it in our world today. Children derive their sense of identity in their fathers. Fathers, we have a great assignment to lead and to direct the affairs of our own. To lead and to direct the affairs of our environment. That's what God is saying. God needs you. God needs you to arise. He's saying, I've put so much in you. And this is not, and it is not the time to be silent anymore. You know, our God is a God of order. Our God is a God of order, and there's no competition between man and woman. It's the world that has perverted it. You know, there, there was a time where men really, yes, when, when men who did not have the wisdom of God tried to, you know, suppress the influence of women. And over time, because of that fight, now it's, we have the feminist movement we have all this going on. But that's not the plan of God. God has a, God has different roles for everybody. There's no competition. God is the God of order. And now because many things have been, you know, turned around, there's so much chaos around us. That's why we have chaos in the world. And God wants us to bring back the order. From the beginning, when God saw chaos around, he spoke life, he spoke things into order. And now God is saying, Man, I need you to arise and take your place. Amen. The world needs your wisdom. The world needs your wisdom. So quickly, I'll just go into five areas where I believe God wants the men to express their wisdom. And again, I thank God for the men in this church. I thank God for your support, for your life, for your dedication, for your passion for God, for your support to your wives and your children. I see fathers who bring their children to Awana, you know, during the week. You know, so many things that you do, we, we, we may not say it, but God, God sees it. And Just look to God Like the children dance to the song You know, let's look to God Many times you may not get the compliment Because, you know, women, they have like Their long list, so when you do want to They are still thinking about the seven you've not done But God is God is pleased with you because God sees your heart God sees your heart, you know Women are wired, They, they are like octopus They have eight ends, they can do things But God knows the one thing he's asked you to do You are doing it well So God is saying, my son, I am pleased with you Hallelujah. 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 So the five key areas I want us that I believe God wants our fathers to express their wisdom. The first one, you know, we talk about a lot a lot about being a, being financially support your family, being a provider. Even the Bible alludes to that that you should be able to provide for your family. Yes, that is very important. But beyond that, there are many areas that God is looking for you to express your wisdom. Amen. And the first one is through your compassion, through loving compassion. God needs fathers to show compassion. And we see that example in the, life of the, in, in the story of the prodigal son, where the father showed compassion to the son who took everything and went to squander it. There are many fathers who you're bitter because you've done so much. You've sacrificed so much for your family and you've not been appreciated you know your children you've told them certain things to do you told them the college to go the, the the course to take and they went their own way and now they are still living under your roof now they are still paying you know and you're you, they did not listen to your instruction and you feel like you know i like this is you feel bitter and angry god is saying be compassionate Be compassionate, because that's one of the tricks of the enemy. There are many children, many young ones, even young adults, even old adults, walking around with the spirit of rejection. Because fathers, you know, fathers are very, they, you know, they have their mindset on something, they want it done, and when you debate, there's no, they they just shut down. And God is saying, you know, be like that prodigal, be like that father. Be like him. He was waiting for that son. I mean, why would you ask? In the Jewish culture, you don't ask for your inheritance. It's like you're trying to tell your daddy to die, you know? That's pretty much what he did. He took it. He squandered it. But when he came back home, the father was waiting. And the father ran to him. That's what the scripture tells us. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Fathers, God is saying... Let go of the past. Your children need you. Forgive them for that for their disobedience. Forgive them and extend compassion. There is wisdom in compassion. Hallelujah. The second point that I have, that God, you know, God's wisdom is not about God's wisdom, they are just simple things. Simple things. It's not something, something, you know, it's not a new discovery. It's a simple thing. Emotional connection. God needs fathers to connect, connect emotionally, connect with your children, connect with your spouse, connect with your wives. You know, how many, how many fathers know their children's love language? This was something that God actually convicted me about a few months ago with my children. And he's like, you want them to do certain things certain ways, but they're not wired like you. Do you know their love language? If you've never heard of love language, that's a clue that you need to take the marriage success class. You know, we talk about the five love language. It's a book written by a man called Gary Chapman. We, we talk about it when it comes to marriage and relationship. But do you know that your children have a love language? Many of them, you just need to affirm them. Affirmation, and that, that's it. They, they're good all day. They go to class. They do well. Many of them, they just want to spend time with you. And maybe you are the mother that you're always in the mall buying the latest design, and your child just wants you to spend time with them, quality time. Some of them is just act of service, just want you to do something. Mommy, can you just read for me, you know? Some of them is gift, that they, is that, that's how they're wired. And it, it may not be any of those fives that we talk about in the five love language, but connect with them. Know what makes them tick. It's very important, simple things, and it creates a bond, a lasting bond. They have, they, they, they have a sense of who they are. They are not confused because father and daddy has affirmed certain things in them. You know, it's what God has put that in us. You know, our, little, our, little, our youngest child, Ife, a daughter, the youngest one, she's... I always say she's a carbon copy of her dad. She she, she just has her ways. She's not a morning person. When she wakes up in the morning, when you wake her up, she she wants you to feel guilty for waking her up. And she, she wants you to apologize. She will say, the time you woke me up, the way you woke me up. And it's always something that... It was really getting to me that I just said, I'm not waking her up anymore. So now... And the Holy Spirit is so good, you know, when we... He, he gave us these children and he will show us how to deal with them. So w- one thing that my husband does for her now, once she wakes up and she comes to the room and the father will be like, rejoice, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And she just melts. she just starts smiling. Just simple thing like that, it has really changed our morning drill in the house. Hallelujah. Connect to that, because friend loves to be affirmed, and we know that. Even yesterday, she, she played soccer, and she texted us, oh, I, 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 my team scored two goals, and I scored it. The dad texted her, oh, you're not Ronaldo, you're not Ronaldo, you know? And she was like, yes, daddy, I'm not Ronaldo. So I scored the two goals for my team. So find ways to connect with your children emotionally it goes a long way the father did that in in the father of the in the prodigal story you know he he said he put his arms around the son and kissed him the boy was already dealing with rejection and the father embraced some children just want to be touched just want to hug that's our second daughter. She just wants to be hugged. And I just, I just want to be alone. i like, just leave me. So the dad always takes care of He just does that. Yeah. So thank God. Hallelujah. So just find out they're wired and just know their love language and connect with them. Amen. The third point, inspiring conversation. The voice of fathers needs to be heard. We are no longer in the days when, Father, all you do is just I've put the money in the envelope. I've given you the credit card and you go into your man cave. No. Inspiring conversations. It goes a long way. And this is not just only to biological fathers here, but even for every man, you have a role to play. You can connect with a child. You can find something good that they love and just connect with them. You know, one of the brothers here wrote to me. He's really connected with with my son because my son likes soccer. They all like soccer. So... Rarutimi actually talks to Jojo about soccer, but now he even talks to him about career, about about computer science, and they have a special connection. It's just simple things that you can do. Young ones are looking for role models. Inspiring conversation. I know we grew up knowing daddy. uh, Daddy, uh, they, they make the rules, they're strict. It's okay, but when your words, whenever you speak, it's not just about something harsh. Children will receive it well when they know that daddy will give say oh great job nice haircut nice hairdo nice dress so the next time the girl is wearing a dress that you are not pleased with the the girl will take it well because daddy has complimented my other way of dressing Inspiring conversation goes a long way in the life of children. So, fathers, God is saying these are ways to express wisdom. And as you remain in me, as you abide in me, I'll give you the words to say. I will give you everything you need. Amen. Amen. You know, we were just at a convention this weekend, and um, Pastor Fadel, who is the leader of the RCCG North America, was talking about our general overseer, Pastor Adeboye, back in the days when they were in Nigeria, you know, our geo was just a mathematician and he was saying that every child in the neighborhood pastor adeboye always tells them how is your math like when they see him it's about mathematics so that inspired pastor james that i will i will study math this is what i would do but there was just a special connection that he got from the man he did not even know that years down the road they will be serving they'll be building the kingdom of god but it was he said there was just something about pastor adeboye that is about mathematics and that inspired him to pursue that. You never know what your words of inspiration will do. How it will shape a destiny. Even when they have creative skills. I know we all want them to be lawyers and doctors. But if they have creative skills, don't kill it. Let them and, and encourage them to pursue those degree but also pursue the creative skills because only God knows what, you know, what he wants to use. Don't shut it down. Inspire them with good and great conversation. Inspire them with the truth. You know, encourage them to wake up. After school, after, after after service, I was Sunday school today. What did you learn? Have conversations with your children. You know, there's so much, there's so many distractions around us. When you are with them in the car, you know, turn off the turn off your phone. That's the time to engage them. Hallelujah. Then the fourth point I have for us is godly correction. Godly correction, you know, proverbs talk about that a lot a lot. Proverbs two six train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. It's very important. And these days, we you know, everything is just out of balance. It's always one extreme. You have fathers who don't say anything, everything goes well, everything is good, and you have the extreme ones who have extreme discipline that has become abused. And that's why, you know, government is now taking over the role of fathers because some fathers have gone to the extreme. Out of anger, they've abused their children. And we also have fathers who just allow everything. There's no, you know, there's nothing. You, you, you have no comment. You have nothing to say. You have an assignment to train your children in the way they should go. When they are in a place with adults, they know how to conduct themselves. They don't interrupt conversations. When they're in the house of God, they're not running around and jumping and doing gymnastics. This is our role, fathers. We need to instruct our children. And I know sometimes because fathers are so busy, maybe you travel a lot. By the time you come home, you just want to have a good time with them. Yes, it's good to do that, but let's... Let's ask God for wisdom. How can I discipline my children? It will go a long way. We see, I mean, amongst the millennials, many millennials cannot, there's a lot of challenge and struggle. They cannot hold their job for a long time. They get very, you know, sensitive about things because they've been pampered. They've been pampered. Everything has been given on a platter of gold. We need to let our, our children know the value of things. We need to know there should be discipline. Even the scripture tells us that, you know, in Proverbs 3.11, Proverbs 3.11, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. If you love your child, you will correct them, correct them in love. That's why it's called godly correction, godly correction. You correct them in love, not out of anger. You take time to process the situation and you explain to them, this is godly wisdom and we need it. And God is depending on you men in this house to do that because the men out there, they don't have God's wisdom. They need help, but God has equipped you. You have the Holy Spirit in you and you can do this. Amen. And the last point, how we can exercise godly wisdom and take our place as fathers is to demonstrate unwavering contention unwavering contention. I know the word contention has a negative connotation. It's about fight, but it shows, you know, desperation for something. It's just like the word reckless in the song Reckless Love. Some people don't like the word reckless in that song. Like, how can God's love be reckless? It shows something. Yes, it it just it is a way to describe something. They want you to feel the passion and, you know, just emotion behind it. God. Unwavering contention, and that's where we'll be closing this this morning. Fathers, God wants you to exercise unwavering contention over your children. Fight for their life. Fight for their faith. Fight for their identity. You just have to open your eyes and see that the enemy is at work. The enemy is at work. And God needs you to stand up and rise up and contend for your children in the place of prayer. There's a couple of examples that we'll go to. Um, One of them is the story of a father called Jairus who went to Jesus for the healing of his daughter. I don't know if there's any father here. You know, I have had that many fathers, when their children get diagnosed of some of these complicated diseases, it's very, because a father is a protector, because you really want things to, you feel that my role is to protect and guide my children. When something happens and it feels it's out of your hands, many fathers shut down. And that's when you see that it's only the mom that is making the appointments, going to doctors. But God is saying, no, be like Jairus. Go to that scripture in Mark 5. Be like Jairus. He went to Jesus. He was one of the synagogue leaders. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He was not, he, he was not worrying about his suit or whatever he was wearing. He fell at his feet. He Pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she'll be healed and live. So Jesus went to him, went with him. And even on the way there was interruption, the other woman that had an issue of blood interrupted. But Jesus still went there and and prayed for the daughter and the daughter rose up. Amen. There's another father in the Bible, in the gospel, Mark 9. Who brought his son to, you can open that scripture, I don't have it in my slides. Mark chapter 9, from verse 20. This is the father with the boy with the impure spirit. You should just see the words of this father. When he went to Jesus, he, he went on his, he went, he fell to the, you know, he, he brought, it, it, sorry, they brought him. This is the boy. When the Spirit Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has, has it been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. This is the father talking to God. If you can, said Jesus, Everything is possible for 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 one who believes. Continue. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Amen. And when Jesus, 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 Jesus rebuked the Spirit and the Spirit left the boy, those are examples of fathers who were contending for their children. Your case may not be an health issue, but you just know that something is wrong. This is not the child that God gave me. This child has wandered away. And God is saying, fathers, I need you to contend for your children. Contend for your unborn children. Contend for their destiny. Declare the words of God over them. So that that your labor will not be in vain. You know, God God sees you, fathers, as partners. You are co-laborers with God. And he just needs you to contend. Not just for your natural children, but even children around you. I thank God for our youth teachers, what they are doing, for what the, the effort of the kinadi to teach them about hearing from God. Hallelujah. Uh, that's what it means to contend. We don't want them to have identity crisis. We want them to hear from the heavenly Father. So this morning, I know my time is fast spent, and I just want us to bow our heads and pray. Let's just thank God for His word because God is mindful of us. Let's thank God for bringing His word to us. I want us to pray for our fathers, everyone here. Fathers, pray for yourself. And I want all the women to pray. The role of fathers is so enormous. But you know what? As God gives and emp- the fathers to continue, many are already on this journey. They feel overwhelmed sometimes and discouraged because there's no acknowledgement of what they're doing. But God, today, God is affirming our fathers that "Well done, well done, my son." I want us to pray for them that God will empower them, God will strengthen them. They will not be discouraged. They will not be weary in what they're doing. And fathers, just ask God to give you the grace. Give you the grace because many times when you are doing the right thing, people may not even acknowledge that. With the prodigal son, we we saw that story. The elder brother was like, Father, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? But thank God for that father. He actually spoke to 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 the other brother. He connected with him emotionally and explained to him, this is all to restore your brother back. So I want us to just pray. Father, empower the men. Lord, empower the men this morning. Empower them to do what you have called them to do. To rise up and take the role you have given them. It's not an easy role, but Lord, your grace is sufficient. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. But I pray that, Lord, you will empower them spiritually. Lord Almighty, many of them are, many have been discouraged, disappointed. They've, they, they've put their life on hold for the well-being of family. Many fathers here, and God is saying there are some fathers here, you have taken risk. You have taken risk, and people have misunderstood that you took this risk for the well-being of your family. You've took business risk because you want things to be okay. And things are not working as quick, but God is saying, I am with you. I am with you, but just contend, just pray, just call on me, cry on, cry on to me, cry on to me, because I see your heart, I see that you're coming from a right place, I will settle it, I will make all things well, I will make all things well, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, and I just want all the fathers to just, you know, lift your hands to God, and the Holy Spirit wants to pour onto you. He wants to pour onto you and fill you anew. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come. Come, Holy Spirit. As a church, we pray for our fathers because we need them. Because we need them. Because we know once they are well positioned, there will be peace at home, there will be peace all around. Holy Spirit, come and fill them. You promise that you will give them dreams. Dreams, oh God. In Joel 2.28, so Father Lord, begin to give them dreams, oh God. Dreams in the name of Jesus. Many of them are giving up on dreams, but God is saying, dream again, my son. You said you will give the old men dreams and the young men vision. Give our young men vision. They will not be discouraged. They will not be intimidated. Give our young men a renewed vision. Holy Spirit, blow on them. Blow on them in the name of Jesus, Blow on our our men. Blow, blow Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And God is saying to the men, he's saying I'm singing over you. I'm singing over you. I delight in you. I see you. I see your I see your labor of love. And I'm singing over you. It's a new season. Let the past behind. Forgive. Let go. Forgive your your daughters. Forgive your sons. Forgive men who have criticized you. Forgive your wives. Forgive your fathers. Forgive your mothers. I'm singing over you. I'm rejoicing over you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. And Father, we just pray for anyone, Lord, who is here today who doesn't know you, Father. I pray today will be a new beginning for them. I pray today will be a new beginning, knowing that that there is a Father who loves them with an everlasting love. Father, as many who are here, Lord, who don't have a relationship with you, Father, we are asking forgive their sins. Forgive their sins as you reconcile the prodigal son to the Father, reconcile them back to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah.